millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Secret Library Podcast. Welcome to Season 5, Making a Writing Life. Welcome back. Today, we'll be talking about not writing. It's a somewhat surprising topic, but you'll see why this is important, hopefully, by the end of the episode. When making important decisions about how to spend time, we need to consider both sides of the question. And we've talked a lot so far this season and throughout the entire show, really, about why it's so important to write. But we haven't really talked very much about the other side. Like, what about the upsides of not writing? I went into this once, I think, in a live, but the the concept of it keeps coming back to me, which may seem strange to you. Sometimes it's like the Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart, and we can only appreciate the impact something, or in the case of the film, someone has when it's gone. So what would your life look like if you weren't trying to write? What would your It's a Wonderful Life be if writing was suddenly erased from how you were thinking about spending your time? I mean, what would that meeting feel like with that guy who drones on and on and on just to hear himself talk? What would it feel like and what would it look like if you couldn't escape into fantasies of, of plotting a horrible revenge against him in your book? I mean, this, this process isn't just about imagining the loss that would come from not writing. It's more, what, what would you let yourself do if you weren't writing? Like, what if you let yourself binge watch Netflix all evening or even all weekend? And what if there was no guilt about that? How would that feel? The thought that there was nothing better you could be doing. There wasn't else, uh, something else you were supposed to be doing. Because there's such a cult of packing more and more and more into our time. And writing can be cast as another thing that we have to do to make ourselves more valuable people. What choices would you make about writing if you didn't need to prove that you were a valuable person or that you were spending your time in meaningful ways? Like, what if you were equally valuable if you wrote or if you didn't? Today's culture loves, and you have heard me yammer on about this if you've been following me for any amount of time, but it's true. Today's culture loves to insist that we produce more and more and more to the point where it's become toxic. 
It's not about creativity anymore. It's about us being widget makers. And we have to prove that we create valuable widgets with our time and energy. And many people do need permission to write a book. You know, you are allowed to write your book if that's what you want to do. But the opposite is also true. People need permission not to write. Because you're just as valuable if you don't. If you've been struggling and you keep grinding at writing and you're clinging on to it and you've never considered the question, what if I just didn't do this? If there's this fear that you'll cease to exist if you stop writing, that your entire identity has been subsumed by, I have to finish this book or I have to make this happen, it can be really valuable to consider an invitation to let that go. So here's an exercise to try. Imagine what your life would look like if you weren't writing. Play it out like in It's a Wonderful Life. And it's a little bit early to be thinking about watching It's a Wonderful Life, but it is a good example. Because there's such a mystery surrounding writing. And in reality... Writing is more like creative knowledge work than most of us want to admit. You know, you don't need to be born a prodigy like Mozart or be touched by the angels in order to write. You do need to spend time and energy understanding and practicing writing. And you need to get comfortable and get familiar transforming your feelings and your imagination and your ideas from something that lives inside your head into words on the page. That's true. And we all know that the more time, especially the more quality time that gets spent on this, the better your writing becomes. But what we're thinking about today is if you aren't enjoying that time, then something needs to change. And it's okay if the way that you enjoy your time more is letting writing go. Sometimes you need to let go of writing in order to release all of the pressure and constraint and baggage that's been piled on top of it. Because it's entirely possible that writing is carrying a bunch of goals and aspirations and hopes for life that you're not even aware have been hooked onto it. It's like... There are these other dreams and these other things that that you want in your life. And writing is being cast as the savior that will bring all of them. And that takes all of the fun out of it. And the more we put writing on a pedestal, the more we expect it to be the force that transforms us. Like writing is going to make us someone smarter or fancier or more glamorous or more intellectual or more respected And when you're a published author, there's this belief that you'll feel more special or more accomplished or like you've made it. And this is a side effect of this obsession with image and how we're all portraying the the stories visually on social media of how these experiences and these skills and these pursuits look. I'm doing finger quotes as I talk. You know, we have these images and we see this in film, we see it in television. And this was one of the reasons for originally creating this show was this idea that no, people don't wear these 
torn, elegantly torn sweaters and hide away in cabins and write books with no distractions and no real lives. It's we're constantly seeing these sort of sexed up versions of what being a, an author and a writer means. And they're not true. And so as long as we're expecting writing to deliver that kind of result, there's disappointment. And then there's this disappointment gets turned on yourself. Like I must be doing it wrong if it doesn't look like this for me. And this force could be what stops you when you want to write, but you freeze up. You know, when you sit down at the desk, you've got the coffee, you've got, you've got all of your things lined up, you've got the good pen, the idea is there. And then when you go to start writing, you might get a sentence out and then think, oh, that's terrible. This isn't going to get me there. Or it just doesn't, it doesn't happen. Or there's something else that becomes more urgent and you get pulled away into laundry or answering email or anything that will take you away from this pressure. And it's because this freeze is coming from the fact that in your heart, you know that the belief of what writing is going to transform and bring and who it's quote going to make you is bullshit, frankly if I may be so bold. And so what if you threw writing out and imagined your life without it? Because then you can see what's left behind and start to untangle the knots and look at the puzzle of what we're expecting writing to create. The next step is to ask yourself what it would look like to have a happy and satisfying life without writing in it at all. This is a great journal exercise. So give that a shot. You know, there's no writing in my life, but I'm really happy. Here's what it looks like. Put that at the top of a page and go for it. And look at all the things you want in this happy life. You know, what, what were you expecting to get because of writing? What were you expecting writing to solve? You know, did you dream of a six-figure book deal or a prominent award or just tons of readers that you got through independently publishing a title? I mean, look underneath these things that you want and see the qualities that you're trying to create in your life. You know, if you want a six-figure book deal, can you ask for a raise? Can you spend some time organizing your finances? Can you become more satisfied with what your finances look like? without writing being part of it. If you're hoping for an award or recognition, are there awards in other areas of your life that you participate in? Can you ask the people to give you feedback about what you do well? Can you share your expertise publicly in some other form so that you can get some of that validation that you're craving? And what if you spoke up? And advocated for yourself about what you've done in your life with your family or with your job or anywhere else that you are contributing effort. And if you want to expand connection with others who've read your work, can you share things more frequently? Writing novels takes a long time. And so this hope that eventually there will be a bunch of readers to connect with doesn't have to wait forever. You know, can you write short pieces and share them? like on a blog or an email series, or can you be a part of a community where you're sharing work regularly? Because 
what you learn in this moment is that it's important for you to connect with others regularly if you're dying to connect with readers. So before you think I've lost it by, by going into this whole topic of giving up on writing, here's what you'll likely find after looking at these areas of life without writing being the solution for them. If you don't need anything from writing, if writing isn't the source for satisfaction and transformation in your life, then a couple of things can start to happen. First of all, you can let writing go without grief. And this isn't a sad outcome. I've had clients and students who worked and worked and worked on a writing project and then realized that actually it was just that a former version of themselves really wanted this project, but that they weren't that person anymore. And there was so much happiness and a return to their life force by letting that go and realizing that they wanted to put that energy elsewhere. And it was, it was a joyful shift. And so if this is true for you, then embrace that. But the other thing that can happen is that if you take all of this baggage and take it apart and unhook it from writing, then you can write for no other reason than your enjoyment of it. I mean, how would writing feel if you had nothing to prove by doing it? If it was just an act of pure joy and love for the story that you have? If you were getting the, the needs and hopes that you wanted writing to fulfill met already in your life so that writing was a bonus, it was an extra and an addition to a life that was working well for you. This is a huge shift because we, we put writing on such a pedestal and even within writing, there are hierarchies that appear. There is this hierarchy between writing nonfiction and fiction. This is, if you've ever heard this one, you know, oh, I write articles, I've written a nonfiction book, but I could never write a novel. And this sense that the novel is in many ways this, the marathon of writing, so to speak. And there's a sense of, oh, I could never get there. That's the, that's the big one. And this is the kind of thing that is about you categorizing yourself as capable or incapable or as what level of writer you are. And we, we always want to put ourselves in these, in these categories and to know where we are, where we are in the lineup, where we are in the, the spectrum of, you know, very successful to, you know, all the way down the line. But there's a lot of time that we spend writing that has nothing to do with the rest of the world. The majority of the time that you'll spend writing your book will be you interacting with the idea. And if the only reason that you're writing this book is because there is an expectation of a particular outcome at the end of the months or years you spend on this, you're setting yourself up for disappointment and you're also preventing yourself from having real satisfaction and happiness around those particular goals much sooner than it would take to write the book. And you'll be much happier with your book 
if it's written because you enjoy engaging with the puzzles and the questions and the mental conundrums that come with writing a novel. It's the best kind of puzzle there is if you're doing it for a reason that means something to you. And yes, of course, later down the line, you may, you may have book deals, you may have people waiting for you, and you'll have to figure out how to, how to organize all of that, how to make that schedule work. But for now, while you're sorting out, how do I get to the end of this first novel? Is this something that I can accomplish? Can you let go of the feeling that you have to prove something or that it's going to grant you access to something you don't have access to now? If you try this exercise and journal about what you want your life to look like, and how you would be happy even without writing, then you'll have more space. You'll have more options. And what we can do is lower writing from this pedestal where it exists way up there and where you're constantly auditioning to prove yourself worthy to do it. Because writing is a, is a skill and writing is, is a job like any other. And it doesn't have to be a droning, difficult job. It can be a joyful, beloved career and even a mission or something more elevated. But you have to be on the same level as writing. You can't put writing above you as something that's way up there that you have to change yourself in order to reach. And letting go of all this baggage can help you to bring writing down to an equal level with you. And then you can check each other out and say, okay, what do you need from me? And what do I need from you? And as you make these assessments, you'll be able to move forward in a more satisfying way. So try this exercise this week. See if things feel different. See how they feel different. Because playing out what for many of us could be the worst case scenario, no more writing, can free you up. And if you, if you love something, let it go. And if it came back to you, it's yours, is that saying. And we often talk about this with relationships, but it's true because working with writing is a relationship too. So let writing go, play out your life without it, see what that looks like. See how you can detach the kind of energy suckers that are attached to writing and see if it can't come back into your life stronger and more satisfying than it ever was before. Thank you for listening to the Secret Library podcast. And I particularly want to thank you for the kind comments and feedback that you've sent on this season. If you haven't done so already, please rate review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen. This really helps more people find us. Please also check out the YouTube channel with companion content for this season. And if you haven't done so already, sign up for footnotes to get extra writing inspiration weekly in your inbox. All the links are in the show notes for this post, or you can find it at secretlibrarypodcast.com slash episodes. Until next week... Happy writing.